Justin, while there wasn't a lot of news that happened this week, um, there is, we have a packed show, and I, I worry that this one little story is is going to be sort of missed. And I, I just want to hit it. I know it sounds like I'm setting up for a joke. I'm not. Um, it's just that they're doing they're doing Noah and Mio as amiibos from Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles Three. <laughs> How many did you buy? <laughs> um, no, they, they have not like said like they don't have any like images of them or anything. They've just said like we're doing these. Yeah, right. Um, because right. because you got Pirate and Mithra coming. Um, what is that? June. Uh, or July, eh, that's gonna be July. July t- uh, uh, 21st is the Pirate and Mithra double pack. Um, but uh, I don't know, I'm excited. I don't know, I'm just like, I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 kind of came and went for a lot of people, but it's not left my heart. Still there, and th- and th- they will never leave your heart, and th- but they will slowly but surely separate from each wow. other. Yeah, I bet if you just Hear leave that, them. Noah? Lance wants something a bit meatier. What was that? <laughs> uh, when do we get? When do we get? Uh, uni. I'm the girl with the gall. Um, <laughs> as a amiibo. Yeah. Um, it should just be like just a horrible human being. Um, yeah. Uh, like if you put them on a shelf, the yeah. Mia and no- and Noah ones, they slowly just mm-hmm. get further and further apart without you touching them. Like you leave the room, you come back. They it's just like ma- yeah. like magnets in them. Um, let me tell you something. I want to tell get me anything. both of those sets. I want to get the Pyro and Mithra, and I want to get the uh, is it, well, I, this is a little bad item. Is it Mio or Mia? Me. Uh, oh, it's Mio. I think I said Mia. Mio, Mio, and Noah. Um, oh wow! I don't know if you said that or not. I just in my head. I might have. Like, there's also a Nia character, so it's very confusing. You know, yeah. the naming conventions. And also, Mia, Mia is a name, and Mio is a, is something you add to water to make it tasty. <laughs> it gives you some energy too. <laughs> yeah, um, and electrolytes. So, like, I'd want to get all of those, both of those sets. But like, then it starts to become one of those things where I currently have four amiibo in my house. I have, yeah. I'll, I have the Link one, the one. Yeah. This is like one of the original ones when he's standing in a little pea stick. With the pea stick, yeah. Yeah, so I got the pea stick one. Um, I got Banjo right here. Yep. Got a little and Kazooie. And, well, yeah, we don't really talk about Kazooie. Um, okay. And then I have um, Roy from mm-hmm. Fire Emblem because it was on sale, and I wanted to get it for when I was playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like you could like scan it and like get some like cool like stuff. Um, and then I have the Zelda one. I don't know where that one is. Oh, it's by my TV. Um, I have the Zelda one from Skyward Sword because it got you the fast travel that I never ended up using. Oh, with the big bird? Yeah. So that, that, yeah. that's four. Three of them I got because I like. One of them I got because I wanted functionality for it. But then if I get four more, that means I've doubled my collection and I mm-hmm. need to collect them all. Uh, I don't think so. I've got... A, hand, a handful of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a handful of the Animal Crossing ones because those were dirt cheap yeah, they, for a while. They there. were giving those away. They, it was it was like that you bought something from GameStop and they'd be like trying to sneak it in your bag. Yeah. And you're like what what is this? Um, I got Kirby because that was also on sale and cheap. Uh, and then I've got Squirtle and uh, uh, Ivysaur as well. And then the two um, the Metro- Metroid from not Metroid the Metroid uh, from Samus Zelda. <laughs> Samus from Metroid Dread and then the the uh, big robot mm-hmm. guy from mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I'll be honest. I don't love amiibos. I know people really love them. Uh, I, I find that they're like craftsmanship to be like, not always great. Um, 
so like if these Noah and Mio ones, yeah, exactly. You're holding up the the peas stand from <laughs> from the Zelda one, uh, like uh, a bunch of like the classic, like the the older Zelda ones uh, went on sale today. Uh, so you get one of of Link playing the Ocarina, you get the Majora's Mask one, you get um, I think the Twilight Princess one, and uh, 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 what's the game is coming out? Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you get all those and i just don't think they look great <laughs> you know i i find them to be very hit or miss is what i'm trying to say oh no i i agree they all like like a slightly different aesthetic to them but like part of it like for me the only time i think they look cool is if you have like one of those huge ass sets of them <laughs> like when yeah, when i went yeah. to the nintendo store in new york and they were all there and i'm like mm, that looks pretty cool so it's like you I'm, if i get eight then i've crossed the barrier i need to get them all yeah, that's fair. No, I don't, and that's it's not that I fair. want them all. I need them all. And then it's, it's like, it's like completionist. Yeah. It's like, why do I choose the ones I chose to? You just choose the ones that are special to you. Does that mean I have to get every link one? Does that mean I have to get every Xenoblade one? Does that mean I have to get every, like, I got to get Ganondorf. He's pretty cool. I've, uh, you know, I know a lot of people love Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him in the new game. Uh, I, I don't have much of an affinity for him. Uh, uh, maybe it's just because I wasn't like a big Smash Melee player. It, it, like Ganondorf like player is what I mean. Um, but I, I know people love him. I just, I don't, I thought he I was, was, I always found the bosses to be more interesting than him. I thought he was such a cool looking character in Ocarina of time. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, With where, that big like gem. you first get him his little gem in there. Um, and then while you like, look at his actual, like, like uh, pixelated character and he looks like a bunch of triangles put on top of each other. Um, yeah. A bunch of like the art of him just looked really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that's how I kind of thought he was like a cool villain and everything. I mean, he doesn't say much. He just tries to take over the land. You know, he's like, you know, whatever. Um, so that's why I thought he was cool. But then, then they made him like, I don't know. They, they went in wind waker. They made him all stubby as a character. Like, he w- They gave him like a big robe. Yeah. Like he's just like sort of like coming out of bed to, to yeah. <laughs> take over the kingdom. And then they like course corrected in um, tears of the kingdom. It looks like, and they made him a thirst trap for everyone. Apparently oh, he's, he's a fucking chonky daddy. Apparently. Uh, and those are words that are recorded <laughs> and going to follow me for the rest of my life. It's headbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 141 my name is peter hunt spitek joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich justin how are you i'm just how's it going man i'm doing pretty good pretty good um uh fun, fun little story here um my wife asked me what my pikmin bloom level was the other day um mm-hmm. and i had to turn on my pikmin bloom account for the first time in like a year, you had to re, like re-download the app because yeah. it like undownloaded itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and thirty-three was the answer. And the reason she asked is because one of her students had asked, and the student says like, "Was that like seventy or 80? Um Oh, geez, what was it? Eighty-five is the level um, he was at. So, um, 
yeah, I, at that point, I, I felt like I um, I failed at Pikmin Bloom, but not playing it for a year. Were you kind trying? Of. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like the the year long absence <laughs> sort of hiatus would it, would doom you. It was the moment that if anyone followed the flowers in my like complex, they could like because I would always put it on when I took my dog out for a walk. They could directly yeah. find where I lived because it live. would just be yeah. the flower marks going back to like a very highly concentrated flower area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that that makes sense. Uh, you know, big Pikmin Bloom player here, Justin Magovich, super excited for Pikmin Four oh, when man, that you, drops. Man, in why would you bring that up now? That's another sore spot because I definitely counterpicked that for yeah. our fantasy critic draft, and now I'm going to cry a little bit because I'm going to lose about fifty points probably because people are going to yeah, get I, that average ass game like a ninety. I'm going to say it's going to get an eighty-two. Oh, okay, I'd be happy with an eighty-two. Eighty-two, because I, I think, I mean, like, is Pikmin like beloved? It's uh, like, I, is is it like a Zelda in terms of like it, it didn't seem like it's like a big like big hitter yeah, in terms of like I don't critical think it success. is but it's like one of those things when you get a new Switch game out nowadays I just think the way things seem to be going for Nintendo games is that yeah, yeah. like people are just so starved for Nintendo first party that that people seem to more of these like mainline games but I guess I say that in Fire Emblem Engage really people didn't really talk about that that much in and out yeah like like no no it doesn't seem like i should play that one it seems like if i'm gonna play one of them i should play three houses oh yeah that, that seems like to yeah, be the consensus yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest with you man i might i might all right everyone come in here okay come in well, I'm, I'm listening i'm listening yes i've been trying to beat persona four golden <laughs> by that i mean play it um i do not mean any hatred towards anyone who loves this game and finds it to be meaningful to them. Uh, it's tough to get through. I will be honest with you. I've gone like six hours without going to the combat. <laughs> it's like there's like a break where it's just chilling. <laughs> it's oh, just hanging out. Like story and stuff or is it? Yeah, it's like it gets like really story heavy, which is fine. But like a lot of the story stuff is like not like. It's like not like plot driven. It's just like everyone's going to hang out now. And like, I don't necessarily mind that in other games. Um, I just don't love. Uh, and OK, again, like I'm, I don't know if like I tweeted this uh, something similar to this the other day, the other night when I was playing it. Like, I don't know if I just like don't get it, but like I don't love these characters. Mm. I think they're fine. I think they're OK. But like, I, like there's only like one or two of them that I really like think are interesting and would want to like learn more about and spend more time with. Yeah. Um, and the rest of them are a little bit more just like, uh, it's not that they're like not likable, but they just aren't like really like very strong. And it might be because I'm only midway through the game. Like, you know, who knows it could change and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but like, I will say this, Teddy, the giant bear is one of the worst characters ever put to video game it's it's terrible terrible he ruins every single scene he's in i know people complain about morgana from persona 5 holy shit i cannot it, like i morgana is a step up from teddy in literally every conceivable way i cannot believe that teddy is like this mascot character for this game with how shockingly bad he is <laughs> um i'm just gonna you know this this is a i'm gonna pull up a tweet from one peter uh hunt spitek um, not fair fight anymore by the way yeah Ouch. i was gonna i was gonna bring that one up Hurt. in a second but um, Hurt a little bit uh and you can follow uh this 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 kind uh young man at at peter spitek um spelled s-p-i-t-t-e-c-h i almost said k and i was 
yeah, reading hard. it right there. Yeah. Um, do people like Teddy from Persona 4? I know I'm coming to the game super late, but I can't get over how much he ruins every scene he's in for me. And then a uh, Shrey Katsura uh, responds with, I'm 20 hours in, and no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, validation. I appreciated that. I was like, yeah, all right, Shrey. Yeah, me and you are on the same sort of page here. He sucks. He sucks so bad. Like, <laughs> And again, maybe he gets better, but like, I just... I can't deal with them, but there you go. Um, that's my Persona 4 hot take. Uh, so uh, but once, once I finish it, because I, I I like having a Switch game that I play sort of in my downtime, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I might, I might pick up that three houses. I uh, might do it. I'm just going to throw this out there. There's this little game coming out called Zelda. I just remembered as soon as you said that. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. I might have a Switch just game a, to play. a little thing. Um, so, uh, you know, since seeing we're here, uh, I've yeah. not talked to anyone who lost a check mark. Uh, how do you feel losing your check mark? Do you feel like you've missed out on a feature or two? Uh, I think that t- they just have, like, fundamentally broken Twitter at this point. Like, I just don't think it's, like, a very good website anymore. And, like, it was already kind of, like, uh, touch and go at best. You know what I mean? But I, I think that they have... Um, pretty royally fucked it to the point of like I don't know if it could ever really come back from this in terms of just like being a functional website that people like rely on for like accurate information and whatnot Um, because now anytime anyone tweets anything who you think is someone you have to look at their profile do you know what I mean like you have to look at who is this person have they been have, been have they been pretending to be this person for a long time? Okay, then they're actually real. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, um, it doesn't affect me that much. I mean, I'm not like like a prolific news person. You know what I mean? But like, it does. I think limit. Uh, I I think that Elon Musk doesn't understand why verification matters because he I think is not someone who's very plugged into uh, human beings and understanding why. Um, we look at trusted news sources. Yeah, but he, but he um, is plugged into an outlet as he has to charge in the middle of the night. Yeah, maybe he catches on fire though. Yeah, uh, maybe his maybe his fucking uh, spaceship explodes again. Who knows? Um, but like, uh, it has not impacted me because it never really did anything for me. It was just a good way for like this is like I, I think it really to be honest helped with um, my like phone writing jobs mm. stuff. Because, like, I have a lot of, like, more um, of, like, the higher profile, like, PR representatives in my inbox now um, because I have covered them in the past. But then also I imagine that they then went, like, who is this guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a person. You know what I mean? So, like, I I have – I get emails from, like, Tinder about, like, their PR stuff every month or T-Mobile or whoever. Um, And not – again, not saying that, like, the reason is because I was verified on Twitter, but I think that when they just well, click through and go like, is this, is this anyone? Is this someone who's, you know, like, like knows what they're talking about is like a, is part of this industry. It was very easy to just go. Yes, he is. Yeah. And then I, now it's just gone. I think there is like a criticism too, with like the blue check marks in general, because like there's still some kind of like human process for like picking who is verified and who is not for the most part. Yes. Right. It's not like there's like this like set, rules of stone like you are verified you could still get people who are not like quite verified get verified um or you know like varying degrees of like oh you're an actual person or you're someone who put in the right amount of stuff and and what you just you lucked into it um but yeah i agree like it's like with once you're at this point now you're just so far into working with twitter the way it was now you kind of have to relearn how to use it if people still use it um, like what you're saying, looking at the profile, I don't think it's a bad practice, but like people aren't in the habit of doing that in the best of times. So it's always a good idea to look at who's saying what information. Right. But I mean, recently, um, 
amidst a bunch of weird layoffs today, I don't know, we're not going to talk about this specifically, but like Fox News laid a bunch of people off um, who are all um, going to hell. But uh, <laughs> there was a there was a CNN reporter or like uh, an anchor or something who uh, tweeted about being let go and how they were not contacted. It was their agent who was contacted by him being let go and all this sort of stuff. And then CNN had to release a statement saying like, no, this is not true, like all this sort of stuff. But like that reporter wasn't verified because the only people who are verified now are weirdos. Um, I don't know, you know if that's necessarily not, no, true. No, it's not true. It's not I'm making a generalization. But, like, most of the people who are verified are not necessarily, like, the people who were verified. Yeah, yeah. And who, were, people who, who were important to be verified. Yeah, they're the people who can now pay for it to do it. Like, it, Correct. anyone. Yeah. But um, so, so then, like, this guy, like, tweeting out, like, Oh no! Like I got lied to by my company. It's like, wait, was this the is this the real guy? Yeah. Like now I have to like do research. When before it would have just been like, no, this is the guy who he says it is. Yeah. Um. There was a uh, uh one of my uh like a, a former like student um who writes for the Daily Show. He actually lost his verification because what he would do is he would change his profile on purpose and like tweet as other like celebrities like as like parody. <laughs> You're talking about Jabuki. It, yeah, <laughs> Jabuki Young. Dude, White. Jabuki's like famous. Yeah. Do you know yeah. this stuff? Yeah. yeah, he's like crazy. mega famous. It's yeah. crazy. But like he literally like did that. So he lost his like uh, Twitter check mark for that. Um, and, you know, whatever. It's it, it's not an important thing. But I, I'm not, not necessarily I know a lot of people now they're just buying it as like a status symbol. Be like, Look, I'm cool enough. I don't need to do this. But I, some people do still buy the check mark because it does give them business advantages. If one of their main yes. uh, ways of revenue or being seen or whatever is through Twitter. Um, it's just unfortunate that this is the conversation that has to be happening. So a thousand percent. Yes. And I made a generalization and I apologize. Um, but uh, hey, we're a new show. So let's, let's talk about some news. Yeah. Uh, let's do and by it. that, I mean, oh, a preview of what's coming up uh, in this episode. Horizon the third, a, the final, not the final, but like the th- a third sequel, a second sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is confirmed to be coming. Hi-Fi Rush may have been a disappointment, but we're not quite sure. And Star Wars Jedi uh, Survivor is nearly here. We're going to talk about those three, three things and more in a little bit. Before we do, quick reminder, hop into our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. Subscribe to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Um, you can become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer and join the ranks of Jay Knoll and Dave Parker. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers are getting an additional 30-minute bonus episode. Um, this week, we're talking about the games that are coming out in the next few months here and how we're feeling about them. If we're going to play them, how we think they're going to review the whole, all that, all that and more. Um, Cause also when you subscribe, you get the past uh, like almost a year of additional bonus episodes and the like, um, if you can't uh, help us out monetarily, all good. Hop on over to twitter.com, uh, <laughs> a website that is <laughs> um, hardly functioning nowadays uh, to uh, at, at hitbox pod and give us a follow there uh, where you can tweet anything uh, at us. If you wish, uh, whether you have thoughts about the show or thoughts about um, at, like literally anything. I'll talk about anything. We, clearly, we just we, this is around like not minute like 19, 18. We haven't even talked about games yet, really. No. I mean, we talked about Xenoblade a little bit, but um, Justin, you want to go to the Metacritic Roundup? Let's do it! Metacritic Roundup. Three games in the Metacritic Roundup here. 
Um, the first one has been a long time coming. It is Advance Wars <laughs> 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. This is for the Switch. This is, the, is it a remake or a remaster? Like, uh, how, how is this one classified? I, it has to be uh, a remake because um, I got points for it. Oh, for fantasy, for sure. Fantasy okay. critic, and um, from what I saw, they did a lot of significant changes to it, other than it just being like we're gonna make it work on the Switch. Like they they did do a lot of like more than just co- like gotcha, simple gotcha. changes. Um, well, this uh, is only on the Switch. Uh, it came out April twenty first, just a few days ago, uh, and has scored an eighty two. Uh, pretty pretty solid reviews from a lot of different uh, sites. This is a, a tactical like war. Uh, it's like a war tactics game. Um, and this is like the remade version of the first and second ones. Uh, Cause I think they were Game Boy Advance games. Uh, yeah, I think they were on right Game Boy Advance, that? at least where that's where it started. I do remember that. So yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so like in addition to just like making it look pretty, um, they uh, did a really cool thing where they have these like almost like movie animations of like the characters in between it. I don't know if you've seen any of these like uh, images of it, but like it looks like fun animation. And I just think as yeah. the Mario movie is in three weeks, almost hitting a million, a billion dollars without even being released in Japan yet, folks. Um, is that true? Yeah, I believe it's the 28th. I don't quote me on this oh, wow. internet, but it still has not been released in Japan yet. Um, so it's almost reaching a billion. But anyway, like l- looking at this, like I just totally see um, potential for this. I would love to see this as a cute little like uh, cartoon, like a you know 20 minute episode of something. I could definitely see it. But yeah, it's a tactics game. It's uh, a lot of people say like, are you a Fire Emblem or Advance Wars uh, fan? And Advance Wars is a little bit more about, like, your nameless units that you're getting on Mm -hmm. there with, like, your specific general that you control, while Fire Emblem is more about the individual units that have their own kind of, like, uh, personality to them. So um, both are different flavors. I mean, if you're in a tactics game, this looks like to be a great tactics game and a fun tactics game, and it just has a beautiful coat of paint on it. It looks awesome to me. Um, As someone, like, what's your level with tactics games? Uh, I have not played many of them. I mean, the most recent one I played was uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm not, not super... Uh, I'm interested in them, but I just haven't played a lot of them. Yeah, I mean... I'm the, looking forward to playing Three Houses when I eventually do that, but... Um, to me, yeah, the not, thing about Three Houses that I like is that it's a tactics game, but also a visual novel, also a dating yeah. sim, also like a whatever. Yeah. So like there's enough other stuff around there to keep me interested in it, so I'm not just constantly tacticking it. Tacticing, 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 taxing it up, taxing it up, taxing, taxing it up. But yeah, I mean, this one, it's more like you look like you're on maps and there's a ton of different um, customization options. You can create your own maps. You can uh, play as the different generals. They have a bunch of new generals that you can unlock. Each one has their own like special ability that you do. But there's one thing in this, probably a reason why it didn't score higher than 82. And 82 is a pretty high score. There's no online multiplayer for this game, a game that is ripe for playing online against people. They don't have online multiplayer for it. And it's interesting too. So I'm I'm just sort of like, you know, had the, the little trailer in Metacritic yeah. is just sort of playing on my screen. Uh, first of all, those animations do look just gorgeous. Oh, it's so awesome. Um, yeah, like like it looks really, really good. Uh, and like the character art is also like, it's so like simple, but it, it is looks so good. Um, but uh, it looks like there's like a map editor that you yeah. can make. So you can make your own and like courses to like play against other people or share with other people. Did you say people. that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm so sorry. No, you're uh, fine. <laughs> I heard you. Um, yeah, that, like that is so wild that you, if you can make your own courses, like, 
you know, you know, probably maybe is there local multiplayer? Yeah, there's local. So like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but like, you gotta, yeah, okay. you gotta assume other people are playing this game too. And like, I'm sorry, like no offense to advance wars fans. This isn't as mainstream of a game as I would assume other things are. So I, I don't think yeah. as many people would have that. Um, so in order to play against someone, you gotta be friends with someone. And I think you can do it. Uh, can you do it with people on your friends list? Yeah. So if like, even if we're not together with each other, you and I could play if you're on friends list, but there's no matchmaking. That's that's it. There's right. no matchmaking. So we got could it, still play it, with it. each other locally, uh, not locally, even online with each other. But, okay. but there's no like matchmaking. So you better hope all the people on your friends list are avid Advance Wars fans. Fans. Um, players yeah no, that, that that makes Romans. sense yeah I, I think matchmaking would be great and just like generally like being able to search up different levels to to play would would elevate something like that yeah, but yeah um yeah to, to me this is a not purchase now um mostly because there's just stuff coming out soon uh but yeah. it's something that if it's on sale one day or i'm just scrolling through and i'm looking for something maybe maybe it looks it like it definitely looks that fun uh for mm-hmm. me and it looks looks like it might be a cute little game to play yeah there you go uh, next game here in the Metacritic roundup is Dead Island 2. Uh, this game is on everything except for the Switch. On the PlayStation 5, <laughs> it scored a 74. On the Xbox Series X, a 76. It is unscored on the Xbox One and PS4. And on PC, it scored a 75. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was surprised by these scores. Oh. Not because, not because, like, so I've played this, by the way, uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, um, but not because of my experience with the game, but I was surprised seeing the scores before the game came out, because this, this game's been in development for, like, nine years or something like that, and that obviously does not always mean that, <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> that can mean a lot of things, but you look at a lot of the other games that have been de- in development for a really long time, and they frequently do not deliver. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, this game has been anticipated for so long. Maybe it would be, would be better if it actually just never came out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some, you look at something like uh, like Duke Nukem Forever as just mm-hmm. a, a single example, that sort of thing. So this game has been in development for so long that the fact that it finally came out is kind of weird. Not weird, but like more surreal than anything. But the fact that it scored like, I don't know, pretty like pretty well, I think is, is awesome and very exciting for the people who've been working on it for so long, you know? Because yeah. I imagine that the the road to getting it to release has been um a long one you know yeah um but yeah so uh what what do you think of these scores here you know mid 70s ish yeah i think i i i don't i don't know what i was expecting like if i was expecting this to be a hot mess like it would be feast or famine for me i would think it would either be really good or um, exactly really bad. right and this just seems to be like an average game so um i I got to admit, I played a little bit of the first Dead Island back in the day, and it did not grab me to a place where I wanted to play it. Um, My major complaints with it were it's a lot of melee combat that didn't feel good, like good melee combat. Um, I'm not going to say Skyrim is good melee combat, but that was a a step up from uh, what was the one before that? Um, Oblivion. Oblivion. Oblivion was just horrible. Um, in terms of its melee combat but like Skyrim was a little bit better um, but still needed work for it to be like something that like felt really really good so um, are we talking about a jump from uh, Oblivion to Skyrim or a jump from Oblivion to um, I don't know what's a good first person Oblivion the Shivering Isles the DLC okay okay (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, I think that's one of the deals. I think that's like two. Uh, uh, this game, like you've played this game before. Okay. You played this game when it was called Dead Island One. Yeah. You played this game when it was called Dying Light and Dying Light Two. Like this is this is not reinventing the wheel um, in terms of any of that stuff. It's still you know you're like. You, you find a machete and you're going to mod it so that it's got an electrical current running through it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still that. Um, and the combat is fine. I would call it serviceable. Um, there are a few weapons that I really do like because of, um, their like abilities and stuff like that. Like I found a, um, like a meat cleaver. And that, as a weapon, is really good if you target the a zombie's legs, because you can just straight up cut off their legs, and it's going to fall down, and then you can do a coup de gras where, like, you'll, like, that's a that's one of those D and D words I think, oh. where it's like where you where you where you kill someone who's on the ground oh, uh, very easily. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, you'll you'll just like stomp on their head and just like instantly kill it, as opposed to having to deal with its like the rest of its health bar. Um. And so, like, you can, like, strategically, like, cut off limbs and stuff like that in order to, um, in order to, like, improve your chances in, against uh, an enemy in a fight. Uh, it doesn't always work great, and especially, like, sometimes you have to wonder, like, why am I doing this? I'm fighting, like, two regular zombies. Like, that's a little overkill if I, when I could just mash, you know what yeah, I mean, to, yeah. to attack. Um, but it is, it is a fun little thing to do, and I find it to be a little satisfying. Um, that specifically, there are a lot of weapons that I don't like, but, um, where, where the combat is just, okay, I'm just going to mash with this, this katana and you are pretty much just trading blows with the zombies because, um, in first person, there's just like not a great way to like know how close you are to an enemy. You, you know what I mean? Like, like how close dodging something by the skin of your teeth or like being in range of being hit really is. But, um, it is, uh, it's perfectly fine. I, I was saying this before we started recording to you. I've never really played a game like this before where I like sat down to play it and went like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this is exactly pretty much 1000% exactly what I expected this game to be. Yeah, I think um, from yeah. you describing this game, this reminds me of a game and this is no like knock on Game Pass. This reminds me of a game that if it was on Game Pass and I played it, I would be super happy like with my time with it like it didn't really affect me at all yeah i technically paid for my subscription but i didn't like put money into it i enjoyed it i I played it all the way through um but yeah uh so you're saying the game isn't bad but you're not like recommending we rush out to get it yeah and i I, like for me and this is me personally in my life with my financial situation, $70 is pretty steep for this game. I probably wouldn't have picked this up if I wasn't working on it. And by probably, I mean, I would not have picked this up if I <laughs> yeah, wasn't working yeah. on it. Um, like this isn't a game that I'm going to like think about like when the end of the year shows up, but it is something, you know, you put a podcast on, like you, you play through it's, it's fun too. Have you ever been to LA? Uh, no, actually I've never been. I went, um, I, I, I went a handful of times when I was a kid, but it doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I went, I went last October or I guess two Octobers ago at this point. Um, and it, it's fun to play video games in places that you've been. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, like there's I just something agree, I agree like that. neat 100%. about that. Yeah. Um, I think we, I think we, one of our early bonus episodes for Patreon deluxe podcast producers, um, for deluxe podcast producers on Patreon, excuse me, I got those words a little jumbled up, was about like video game places and, and having been to places in video games and stuff like that. Um, and there is something kind of like charming about that. Um, 
like I said, this is like a game. This is kind of like a turn your mind off game. Like the story is like nothing. You know what I mean? The characters are terrible. Um, Sam B from the original game shows up. Do you remember Who do Sam you B? Voodoo? Yep, he had the the killer killer song. Who do you voodoo? And he's yeah, a main character. Who do you in this. voodoo, bitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had that on my iPod Nano. Ooh, man, look at you. <laughs> that and three that's other songs. True. Yep, because that's all that fit. Um, <laughs> and like a, you know. 240p my chemical romance music video <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so so um it's again it is a serviceable video game if you like the dying light if you like dead island like i think you're gonna get a kick out of this um just because it's more of that but it's it's like not reinventing the wheel here um yeah i heard that like some of the stuff is funny do you find it funny <laughs> That's how much I laughed during the game. Oh, um, oh okay. No, it's, <laughs> no. Uh, I not to not to dog on a specific review, but one. Let's see. I have it. I have it open here. Um, one <laughs> review says, um, "Where did this go?" Great comedy writing is hands down the best part of Dead Island Two. Well, and listen, maybe that is the best part of the game. <laughs> I. It's not. I mean, like, let me just say, let me just say, hey, it's me, Peter. It is, it is not, it's not funny. Like, <laughs> have you ever tried, have you ever watched someone try to be funny? Oh, you know what I do just, for a you're, you're a teacher, you're <laughs> yeah, a teacher I mean, who, who <laughs> works with children who um, have to write their own comedy scripts. You ever watch someone who's like trying really hard to be funny? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The names are popping through my head, Peter. <laughs> and, and you just sort of, you like, don't know how to like, cause okay. Here's what's tough about critiquing comedy. Sometimes is sometimes the only thing you can say about it is it's just not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the thing, the ideas you have are just not very funny, you know? Um, and so that's the problem with, with dead Island two's humor. It's just not, not funny. funny. Yeah. It's it's like the it's like to me a lot of it is just like if they were spitballing ideas into about like okay what would like a L A based influencer be like in the apocalypse and like uh, what if they like complain like uh, they're gonna post a video to Twitter uh, what if they're like upset because the internet's out what if they're worried about like losing their sponsor you know what I mean yeah there's yeah. a moment where you this is a side quest um, with a, a girl named Amanda and she goes when you finish the side quest she goes can I call you bestie and like, it's just, it's, it's one of those, like, how are you doing fellow kids? You know, well, <laughs> sort I mean, of moments. Like, is it like We're, extreme? Like, that sounds like to me, like, like, like absurdist parody to a point. It is trying to be, it is trying to do that, but I don't think that it really gets accomplishes there. that. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. It's yeah. just cringy. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and like, that's to me just not very funny, you know? Um, like it, yeah does it make sense it's oh, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's like what if we just took like a bunch of like caricatures of people who live in la you know what i mean people who are like super upset with like uh super obsessed with like you know like clean eating and, and that sort of stuff and it's just like not hmm. it's not a joke you know what i mean it's just yeah. like are we talking about horizon is that are you critiquing horizon is that is that something well no but like i can i burn, will burn, burning shores takes place in los angeles oh is that right yeah. maybe the crossover maybe <laughs> yeah. there's a crossover um <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, like I think I don't hate this game. I don't know. Just, like, it's just like, fine. It's a game. It's a video game. It is a video game that you can play and you can have a, a decent time with. Um, should you should you be into what it's 
giving off. You, you know what I mean? If you're like, at your local public library, you're browsing through the video oh game section. Oh my gosh, this would be a great you, game. You for, find for the it library. there. You know what? Yeah. Pick it up. By the way, I did go to my library, un- unaware yep. that you can actually go to a library online first to check if something's yeah. in there. Yeah, um, and can. I was like, all right, I'm going to get Resident Evil 4. Didn't have it? Didn't have it. They still had Village, oh. the one that I rented when it came out, but like they yeah. didn't have Resident Evil 4 Remake. So, <sighs> I'm so sorry to hear this. I'm so sorry to hear this. No, still not going to play that game until I can rent it. Yeah, I, I think that's, for someone like you, uh, it, it, like your, your enjoyment of the Resident Evil series, like I would say... Rent that game, um, but yeah, no. Uh, th- this this game again. I, like, I I like this game all right. Uh, Dead Island Two. I mean, uh, it, it is it is a fine time, but it is something that I will probably drop the second that something else it comes to my attention that I need to do. You know what I mean? Well, Peter, are other people liking this game? Uh, what do you mean? Like sales wise? Ah. Uh- Oh, if I was better at my job, I would have been like, yes, Justin. And here's this article that we have that you've so, so lovingly hyperlinked into our document here. Um, Yeah. Dead Island 2, uh, according to VGC, has uh, or I guess according to Deep Silver, we're reading from VGC. um, It has uh, uh, cleared one million sales in, in its first three days. Uh, again, according to Deep Silver, um, I think they're the publisher or maybe the developer. Uh, I think they're the publisher, um, which is cool. I mean, I mean, I think like you look at in terms of being a um, success story, I think that's kind of neat because, again, this game was had such a fraught development that it launching and being successful and received at least fine, um, I think, is a good thing and is exciting. Uh, VGC's review, according to this article, uh, they quoted a line from the review saying, it's almost impossible to stop smiling while playing such are the slapstick laughs of limbs flying oh off in every direction. Yeah, it's not. It's just not. I don't know. Like, like I don't like. And again, like comedy is subjective, whatever. Like you're going to find the things that you think are funny. Uh, I, it's just like it's very like lowest common denominator humor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you end up going to like a, a washed up rocker's house when you're looking for someone and he just, he comes out and he's in his like cool, like rocker, uh, like vest. And then he's got like, like a very spark, uh, like pr- pink and purple sparkly, like thong underwear on like, uh, well, when you were saying, you know I mean? when like, you were saying uh, that I had to check to make sure I wasn't wearing a vest. Cause every other part of the outfit I'm on. No, no, no. What? Well, <laughs> now hold on. Now, Justin, hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, it's just like it's like I guess, I guess this could be funny. Like, I like cons- like as an idea, this is like funny. It's just it's like SNL humor. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, it's like, like it's like bad. funny in theory. It's just you didn't work on it. Yeah, it's like early two thousands like bad comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. I think this game would have cracked people up. I guess it's cracking people well, up now, but cr- cracked people up in like twenty twelve after the first game came out. Would Dane Cook be a character in this if it was a movie adaptation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me just stab you right there. Yeah. <laughs> um so there you go. That's Dead Island 2. Uh maybe I'll talk about it next week too as I as I play more of it. But um not a terrible time if you are into that sort of thing. But also like if you don't think you'll like it, I don't, it's not gonna be the it's not gonna be the kind of game that's like gonna really like win you over. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Um, so there you go. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West colon Burning Shores. Uh, the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West only on the PS5 uh, has scored an 82 on Metacritic, uh, according to 39 critics here. It's impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this seems to be in line with the rest of how her, the Horizon series has been received. If I'm not mistaken, I think Forbidden West scored like an 85, maybe. 80, I think it was like high, a little higher than that, but um, 88. Yeah. Um, and it's, you got to remember, this is a DLC too. And I usually feel like yeah. DLC gets that they round down <laughs> in a DLC because rarely do you yeah. get a DLC that is like, I think, a must play content. And from what I'm hearing, actually, Peter, this is almost must play content for the actual story as a bridge between the end of horizon two and whatever the sequel is going to be. Um, yeah, because it is one of those maybe frustratingly. So for some people that you have to beat the game in order to play and they pick up right at the end of it and the story yeah. itself kind of move, like doesn't resolve those issues. But remember how it kind of felt like at the end of the game, it was like, Oh, you're going to, it's just like literally introduce continued everything. Okay. And yeah. then just not go with it. Okay. But like they do, then continue mm -hmm. it in this so it kind of continues the story in fact to the point where i was considering on friday after my failed library attempt to actually no kidding download Picking this, this game uh but then i just uh, you know was playing the same two games i've been playing for the last three weeks <laughs> that'll do it um, that'll get you there instead but um yeah i don't know i'm actually interested in maybe not now because we're about to get fucking crazy um i might yeah. actually pick this up before the year's out if i have a, a dead week because it does sound pretty cool yeah, I'm, I mean, it sounds like you, like exactly what you're saying. It's bridging that gap and, and helping with like set up whatever's going to happen in the third game um, for whatever is next for Aloy and company. Uh, I'm going to skip this one. <laughs> I'm going to not play this one. Oh, um, I, 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 uh, I, I do want to say um, I do see one of my red flags of Metacritic. Hey, Metacritic user, user scores. Check out these guys. <laughs> these are two middle fingers <laughs> for you. <laughs> Check this out. Fucking. Hey, listen, if you're a homophobe, you are going to be dust and you will die and and be remembered as a fucking monster of history. All right. Listen, apparently uh, this DLC sets up uh, a, a romantic relationship between Aloy and some other woman. I think she's a, a woman who gets introduced in, in the DLC. Um, and apparently people don't like that because they're the worst people on the planet. <laughs> I, um, I, I just don't like, it just frustrates me that this is not the first time this has happened. Not the second time nope. this happened every time people review bomb stuff because of this. Um, and this is a bigger problem than Metacritic. Let's just go back to the Last of Us series. The best episode of that series yeah. um, has been famously reviewed bombed by people because it was dealing with gay characters. Um, and like, it is just, oh my God, let's talk about why people, you know, need to be verified in order for your reviews to count. <laughs> like, this is like particularly one of those reasons just anyone can like, it's just so frustrating to me. Yeah, it just, and it's it's like... I think that these, you know, like I think queer stories need to be told and I'm happy to see that they are showing up. Um, it seems to be, in my opinion, to be more frequently. Um, it's been ramping up over the past, let's call it 10 years or so, especially in video games. Right. And especially women in video games. Right. You look at something like uh, uh, Life is Strange, True Colors. Right. Where like people loved that 
uh, uh, lesbian romance option. People like, like, I think like that's like the canonical one for like most people who played it. Um, that's great to see. It, it's, it's good to have that representation and to have people like be able to see themselves and, and be exposed to the, to new, to things that they're not like familiar with. Right. Um, but it, like, fuck man, <laughs> these re user reviews can just, I mean, just die, right? Like just get out of here. Like you, you are holding us all back. Um, I'm, I'm a little unhinged today. Oh no, you're, <laughs> you're, I don't know what it is. You're fine. It's just, um, it's just the, the realities of the internet, you know? Yes. It's frustrating. It is extraordinarily frustrating. Um, but I hope that this does not deter. I, I would be, I couldn't, wouldn't believe it if it did, um, deter, uh, uh, people from writing stories about, uh, you know uh, uh, gay characters and whatever just because they're worried about you know whatever 300 fucking chuckle fucks online are gonna say about it like because i i think the i think the majority of people um are happy to see this sort of thing and um they shouldn't be weighed down by the people making it shouldn't be weighed down by the small percentage of people who um suck shit but I, I was smiling during that, not because I want to minimize the issue, but you know for a fact, chuckle fuck is one of my favorite terms in the entire it's, world. It's a really it's, good one. It's and really I, good. And I apologize for giving it to these homophobes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um, Horizon 3, though, is confirmed. I felt like it seemed to have been based on the way that they ended things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I, like, but, hey, sometimes games... Uh, looking at you, Half-Life 3, uh, <laughs> seem like they've been set up and then just don't ever happen. Um, but uh, yeah, ha ha uh, uh, sorry, Horizon 3 has been confirmed, I think, by Guerrilla itself. They haven't like it really said a whole lot about it other than we are continuing to work on expanding the world of Horizon uh, with Aloy's next adventure and our exciting online project, uh, which we've known about uh, for a little while here. Um, and uh, I know that she's in that VR game, too, but I don't know if they were like the lead studio lead on, on that game. But um, are you, I imagine you're looking forward to Horizon 3. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I'm I, like, I'm not going to say like this is a game that I've circled on my calendar like I would like a Breath of the Wild to be like mm -hmm. this game. I can't I'm not going to sleep until this comes out. Um, but I, I always just enjoy my time uh, in Horizon and the story. I'm a huge Aloy fan. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I am looking forward to what comes next because I think, uh, Forbidden West was a huge upgrade from the yeah, original. I would one. agree. Um, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. And I mean, you know, this, I'm not the h hugest horizon fan, but I think that the second one is, um, is the, the superior version. And so, Hey, who knows? Maybe horizon three will be the one that sells me on the series. Highly doubt uh, it. It will not be. <laughs> I can say it like I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong, you know, cut this fucking clip and play it when the game comes out and maybe I love it, but, um, watch everyone else hate it, but you are like, they fixed all the problems <laughs> with it. <laughs> that would happen. I like, I, I am so like against the idea of like being a contrarian, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just to, it's like, okay to like things that are popular. Like that's fine. Um, but that would happen with me. <laughs> it would, it would. Cause there's things I like about it. I just don't think that, that the game uh, like leans into those things, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, uh, Justin, can I talk about J uh, star Wars? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you had yeah, me at, let me talk about star Wars, which is the, it's the last thing said. I said. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad I said it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been playing star Wars Jedi survivor. Ah, right. I've been playing it for work. Um, I've been doing guides for it and 
I have a lot of thoughts about it. I can't, I'll say this. Um, I cannot like speak super candidly about it because there are like restrictions on what people can and can't say in terms of reviews and stuff like that. Um, but I can talk about like a lot of general like gameplay stuff. Um, I can talk about some story things and, and whatnot. Um, and I am just so excited to talk about it. We don't have a, uh, it's not in the Metacritic roundup because we don't have a Metacritic score for it right now. Cause, um, we're talking about this before the game comes out or before the, uh, reviews drop. Um, but by the time you're listening to this, you will be able to go and read other reviews, hear other reviews, that sort of thing. Um, it is pretty good. Okay. All right. That's okay. That's a positive thing. Um, before we talk about Survivor, can we talk about yep. Jedi Fallen Order? Where do you stand on yes. that? How would you rank that? What is your general thought on that video game to kind of get a, a like a baseline? I really liked Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think that there are some like excellent standout like Star Wars moments in it. Um, I'm I'm going to spoil some of Jedi Fallen Order, if that's okay. The game is three years old. Um, uh, the moment towards the end when Seer knights Cal with the red Sith lightsaber. Like, I'm thinking about right now, and I got goosebumps on half my body, and the other half is sure to follow, right? Like, what a what a moment like what a great moment especially about because it's a game kind of about his identity and him not knowing whether or not he's good enough uh uh if if being a jedi is even something to be proud of all that sort of stuff and she definitively says yes because you are and and i think you, you, like the whole thing about like the jedi in that game are like you can't run from who you are you have to just be you and i think what a great what a great message and what a great like star wars story there and i also think I, I think it's a fun story that that has an interesting plot and some interesting developments in it um and i think focusing on the inquisitors um as characters and saying like oh yeah these people are very complicated um is uh really interesting so i am a fan of the first one i would say that i am also a fan of the second one, but I think that the first one, I haven't finished the the Jedi Survivor, by the way. I've played, uh, you get like, as you progress, it'll show you like how far into the main story you are. Uh, I'm at 33%. So that is like literally a third, the uh, first third of the, the main game. story, like solely the main story. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, so, uh, you know, like there's still time for things to change and whatever. Um, but in terms of the story, I am, uh, liking Jedi Survivor a little bit less than Jedi Fallen Order. I, and I would say, like, I think that would make sense because one of the things I, I really liked about uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order is the fact that you are right kind of like at that point when you got to get the get the band back together, right? You got to, you got to like make that choice to like, all right, now we're going to be going out and like, I'm going to mm -hmm. be a Jedi again. You just have that like initial beginning to that story and then once you do that at the end of the game, now it's like, all right, I've made my choice. I'm now going to do this again. Um, and like, it just seems like it's it's treading familiar water where at least the plot would be going in the sequel. Um, I don't want to. So the sequel, uh, yeah. So the sequel said, I, 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 OK, real quick, listener. If you want to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor completely without any sort of impressions or whatever, I will put the uh, the time code for this section in the description of this episode. I like talking about like what is and what isn't considered a spoiler. Like people, I know people like it's, get like very like yeah uh, spoilery. Like like it, people get like a little like touchy about like locations and like characters that show up. And I get it, 
but like I gotta be able to talk about the premise of the game. You know what I mean? Like I gotta be able to talk about the game that I'm playing in order to to do that. So if you are uninterested in hearing anything about it before playing it yourself, skip to that time code. I'm not gonna be spoiling any like major yeah, be beats that you wouldn't find in a trailer or like that aren't like the first hour of the game or something like that. Like I'm not gonna touch on any of that. Yeah, there's probably uh, a and really anything. extensive embargo preventing you from doing that, I would assume. <laughs> Uh, there may or may not be um, but like I, like just if you can't get on board of like hearing concepts about this game all good uh, skip on down to the time code in the description that said this game is set five years after Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order um, and the band has been broken up and Cal is basically on his own um, he's flying the mantis around with him and BD one and uh, he is kind of like this like freedom fighter terrorist guy who like fights with, with saw Gerrera, who we met in uh, rogue one and then also in the first game right like so he's like all like in on the rebellion and like blowing shit up and all this sort of stuff um it's so, like the game opens on like coruscant and you are doing like a hit sort of thing uh, on a senator and um then things go uh a little topsy-turvy and you got to sort of fight your way out of the out of the city um but like the game spends a lot of time in its opening hours devoted to like trying to get the band back together. But it's like sort of what you're saying, like retreading some familiar ground because it's like, well, we did that. Like in the first like the first game was about getting a band together to go fight, you know, stand up to the Empire and get the, the holocron with all the, the names of the, the Jedi kids and all that sort of stuff. So it's like you start with nobody and you, you know, slowly go and meet everyone again, but it's still, it's a little empty feeling because it's just like, Oh, these characters who like that you sort of set up to be like big players. And it seems like they will be based on like the trailers and, and based on like where the plot is going and stuff like that. But so far in my experience, um, it has been surprisingly light in terms of like character development from those people. And like, they talk a little bit about like why, the band sort of broke up and, and whatnot. But in my opinion, it feels a little clunky in the way that it's being told um, in the way that it is um, executing on these, those characters. That makes sense. But I think that sounds like it, like that, that makes sense for the setup of it. And I think it does make sense where the Jedi fallen order ends and like what they like start in that, like that that's what Cal's journey would be to a certain point. Um Yeah. By the way, I love the ending without ruining the ending. I love the ending of perfect Fallen ending order. Perfect it's ending perfect. of like, yeah, yeah, it just I, I think um, in my opinion, it is the t type of story that doesn't necessarily need a sequel because like it, the whole like pretty much every question was asked and answered. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of like what happened here. Um, and so this definitely like this doesn't feel like part two. This feels like just new thing you know what i mean um this this might be a, a dumb question five no, years right. after jedi full in order where does that fall in the timeline of where a new hope happens okay so like jedi fallen order cal is like 10 when order 66 happens and he's like 20 when so so this is like 15 years let's say after order 66 so it's like like the empire is like well-established. Uh, I guess they were in the first one, weren't they? Um, I would say it's probably five to six years before a new hope. If okay. I had to guess. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm trying to find like a uh, just a general a timeline um, timeline with the Fallen Order in it. But I think that makes sense. That makes sense. I bet I bet it's probably around when like the first season of The Mandalorian. Okay. Was if it, I think or no, that was Mandal- after Ma- Mandalorian's after. No, Mandalorian's after Je- yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, it's it's uh, it's still before A New Hope. Okay. Uh, um. But yeah, there's there's like a lot of uh, the story stuff. I just it's it's a less tight story. I think the first like the the plot of Jedi Fallen Order is so simple to recount. I mean, like obviously like the where it goes gets a little complicated and whatever. Yeah. But just like generally like you are searching for the holocron to all the chil- the Jedi children to keep them away from the to the Empire so that they don't get fucking murdered. I think a very straightforward setup, right? And then you know adventures ensue. Um, this one is a little bit different. <laughs> uh, the premise is just a little bit more like, uh, like wishwashy. And then when you do find out like what the driving motivation is, um, it is a little like vague and also makes me wonder like why the main cast wants that. So like I, I so like the premise and I, th- I watched a bunch of trailers for this by the way recently to be like is this common knowledge what the game is like actually about <laughs> yeah yeah they are ser- they are searching for a place to hide from the empire where they can live their lives free from the empire's clutches so they don't have to worry about like practicing being Jedi and whatever that's not gonna last um, right <laughs> but like that's that's what they're looking for like like they basically find information about like where that might be and then the rest of the game so far seems to be about trying to get there and then like figure out like things from there. It's a planet called Exegol. <laughs> but what's wild about that though, is like, it doesn't seem like that's what Cal wants. Like if he wanted to be like hiding from like from the empire and like trying to um, be like, like lay low, like the opening mission, like, like I said, is on Coruscant where he's like blowing up fucking like, <laughs> Like, like he, he kidnaps a senator. Like, that is the opposite of laying low. Like, he kidnaps, like, an imperial senator. Like, that's... <laughs> it's that's, the opposite yeah. of laying low. Yeah, it's, and so, like, for him to then be like, oh, but I actually, I do want to just, like, disappear. Like, but I don't think you do, because, like, your whole thing is, like, you are trying to fight back against the Empire. You're not trying to give up, and he talks about how he doesn't want to give up and all this sort of stuff. But, like, his main... The main goal is to find this place for them to sort of, like, give up. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like... It just it's it's a little bit like in contrast with like who the character is now um, and like what we like literally are watching them do and having them do. It's like kind of in contrast with that and in a way that makes me like it's just it's a less clear story. You know what I mean? And where, like, for you to be a third of the, the way through are, it, like I think that's a valid criticism because regardless of where it goes, if it takes you a third of the campaign to get to a point where or more than a third to get to a point where everything comes together in a nice package i don't know if that's good storytelling like your first uh, and, act and that's is, the thing yeah. i don't know i don't know right yeah. i'll say this there are plenty of great moments in yeah, there. yeah yeah um yeah. there are plenty of great great like oh shit like like things uh it's specifically like um when you get you get new lightsaber stances this has been in all the previews right there's like five in total like you start off the game having the uh single bladed and double bladed lightsabers um and which by the way i always thought that the double bladed lightsaber felt like really stiff in the first one. Oh baby it's awesome in the second one in in this one um but you start the game having those two and then you eventually you pick up um you can separate the two lightsabers and use like dual wielding so a lightsaber in each hand 
and then you get a blaster at a certain point where you can um, shoot the blaster and use the lightsaber at the same time. That one I don't really use a whole lot because um, you like you have ranged options, and like anytime you're fighting anyone who has like is like ranged in a ranged enemy, you can just like deflect the blaster bolts back at them. It's just it's it's a style that didn't really like doesn't really fit for me. And then you can get uh, like a Kylo Ren style like cross guard emitter. Um, and that's like a heavier, like slower attacks. It's like a two handed sword, basically. Um, that's like heavier and slower, but deals more damage and like deals a lot more like posture damage and like stagger damage. Um, so you can like cut through an enemy's defenses a lot easier if you can like land the hits. Um, and so far, like I said, I don't, I don't love the blaster one and I haven't really used the dual wielding one just because I thought that the double bladed has been so good. Um, I do like the cross the cross one a lot though, but it's cool. Like the options are there for people who want to play their own way. You can only have two of the stances equipped at a single time though, so you can't be like cycling through them all the time. Like you, you change them at the meditation points, which are pretty frequently available. But um, and they, they each have their own like skill trees and everything like that. But which, um, by the way, is probably a great thing. Are the skill trees like? Do you feel like you're doing good upgrades for your stances? yeah for the most part because it'll be like yo this is a new move yeah it's not yeah. necessarily because i feel like in the first one it might have just been like oh this does a little bit more damage or whatever i could be wrong they had but, some new moves but like it was so limited to your actual like there weren't like specifically like a ton of different like double bladed lightsaber things versus like single bladed they had a couple but yeah. like it just wasn't like a significant change uh between your stances it was just like a very limited skill tree so there's less like actual nodes on the skill on each of the skill trees because you're going to be you're, you, there's like a bunch of different skill trees to be sifting through. But each time that you upgrade something, you do feel different. Like, the, OK, the, it evolves. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's uh, like that is a really significant and really good change because it just goes to show like, no, this game is like it is jumping off of what the first one did in terms of its combat and, and stuff like that. Um the, the enemies are a lot like there's a lot more enemy variety as well, uh, as you see in like all the trailers and stuff like that. Um battle droids pay, play a huge part of a, of in the game uh um, roger and and they're great i mean I know, it's hilarious yeah it's one of my favorites um and so and so like not only because like there's like the fodder ones right which are just like the regular battle droids that like basically you're just cutting through like butter right um but then you've got the uh super battle droids um you know and, and you've got the uh uh commando droids from the clone wars they show up which is great um there's plenty of excellent like droid moments where you go like oh shit like what a, what a what a delightful surprise uh in terms of the the droids showing up and and fighting droid enemies and stuff like that um which i i have felt has always been lacking in a lot of star wars games because i feel like star wars games are so afraid of like like the prequels because they were just received so weirdly you know but to had to see them in this and and to have them get the love that in my opinion they deserve um was exciting and fun and good um I'm trying to think what it, like there okay. it is a big game. Yeah, so that? like story not as good as the original. Yeah. As of now. Um combat, do you feel like these changes to more stances and upgrade trees has it made the combat better with the weapon variety and the enemy variety? I would say yes. Okay. It's also a little tough to say though because when I first played the Jedi Fallen Order, I had not really had that like Dark Souls epiphany that has happened over the past like year and a half for me, you know. Uh, cause it, like, or, or like that goes to Tsushima, like parry everything, you know what I mean? Sort of like uh, ordeal. Wait, parry. Um, yeah. React rather yeah. than. 
right than be on the offensive all yeah. the time uh so like it, it's tough for me to say like how much it has improved because i don't know if i really got it the first time i played it um but i would say that it feels re- like the combat in my opinion feels really really good 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 um good. The boss fights, there's some, like, fucking great sword fights. I love it. I, and also, I'm playing on uh, Jedi Master. So, like, there's, like, a bunch of different difficulty options, right? Uh, I'm playing on not very hard, but hard. Because uh, I just, I like that tighter feel. You know what I mean? Um, where it's a little bit less forgiving. Um, and so, which, by the way, can I, can I just say, I'm recording video of me playing this. So, like, <laughs> and, and, and people love to just, like, dunk on you if you're not good at games on video, on camera. You know what I mean? I'm doing all right. Okay. All right. All right. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, I I will say like I'm playing it double, <laughs> so like I have two save files concurrently going because I have to like know where to go and like what to do in like the puzzles and stuff like that, um, which is like drastically like increase the amount of time I've like actually spent playing. It's basically I've played it the intro of it twice. Like, yeah, I've played the first third of it twice essentially. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is uh, it is good in that combat regard. Like I said, the boss fights I think are are still pretty solid. Um, the the encounters are exciting because there's like a handful of like new stuff that shows up, and like I've got like Wikipedia open in a second browser when like a lot of stuff gets introduced because I'm like, you know, there's just like a lot of extended Star Wars oh, yeah, lore yeah. stuff that where I'm like, is this something that I should know or is this like a new character? Um, and I was like, breathe a sigh of relief when I was like, oh, this is all <laughs> because like. I don't need to know, like, because that means, like, I'm, I just have to know what the game is going to tell me about yeah. this. You know what I mean? Versus having to have watched fucking Rebels or Clone Wars or whatever they else. They don't you knock know. Rebels. What's that? They don't knock Rebels. I'm, oh, I'm not knocking Rebels. Rebels. I'm just saying I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm, no knocking at all. I just don't have the time to watch this show. Um, I didn't watch Clone Wars. I tried when the pandemic started. I watched six episodes of Clone Wars and I went, fuck, I can't. I can't do this. I, I don't want to be the, Rebels is definitely worth your time, but there's so many references to stuff that happened in Clone Wars that you would need Wikipedia open, I think, a lot of the times to get it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, there are some issues with it uh would this be about like the world exploration part or is that is that something different because what do you mean the issues that yeah, I, the issues yeah. uh no the world export I, I can talk about that and then i'll talk about the okay, other cool. is, the big the other big thing um with this so yeah so like the exploration stuff i think is um it's okay so basically like you end up going to similar to the first one like a handful of different planets um and there are some planets that are a lot more linear than others um where it's pretty much just like you're going down this linear path to to the next sort of story beat. Um, whereas uh, other planets, uh, n- namely, it's called Kobo. I, I never, I don't think it's, I think it's new for this. Um, it's like a desert planet. It's like the hub area. It's like Tatooine. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, so it's like not a desert per se, but it is like a dry, it's like the Badlands, basically. Um, Star Wars, you got to find a new thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not saying Tatooine's not cool. It is, but it's just we've seen so much of it for so long. Um, <laughs> but it is uh, uh, it is a lot bigger, and it, it's sort of like, um, I, would, I would compare it to something like God of War, where it's just like, here's the main path, but then there's like a whole lot of additional yeah, like, side content yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I have not found that it adds a ton to it, uh, just because like, you can go and there's like little side quests and little stories that you can do. And, and some of those are okay. Um, but for the most part, it's just like, okay, if you're looking for like skills, skill points or like, um, looking for, 
uh, like cosmetic items and stuff like that. Like, you know, you'll find them out in the world and stuff like that. But it's, it's not been something that I have been blown away by in terms of like, wow, this really needed this game really needed open world elements. You um, know, the, is the, the question fast travel? Yeah. How's that? Uh, you can when, once you've meditated at a few different uh, meditation points, you can fast travel between them. Does that change your like liking of the exploration? Because I think that was a big criticism for me about the original. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't in the you first one. You did not have it? fast travel. Um, I would say that this game is so like in the li- more linear sections, it turns more into that Metroidvania sort of style. Um, but the, it uh, pretty much any time you do you, you take like a side route, you are going to unlock a fast way to, to make it back to where you were um, to the point where sometimes I do find it to be a little bit like like. Well, why? Like, then just make it a linear path. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like me, me having a parkour my way over here one time, like didn't really add anything to the gameplay experience. If you were just going to make me like ride on a, a zip line the next time I do yeah, for the, for the yeah. rest of the times I do this, like it doesn't really add anything. Um, but yeah, like it does. It does. It is the exploration, I think, is a little bit more linear uh, and it leans a little bit less on that Metroidvania stuff. Um, especially when it gets to that more open world exploration, it's like you are being popped into like a big field. Yeah. Okay. Basically like, just like, okay, you know, you can go over here. There's interesting things over this way and whatever. Um, there's some parkour challenges and, and that sort of stuff. But, um, parkour. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, I will say like, I, I had this experience with the first one as well. Some of like, because they're really committed to designing these levels to look like star Wars stuff, which is cool, but also it means that they're not super readable in terms of like how you're supposed to navigate them. I find myself doing a handful of like parkour moves and being like, well, that was definitely not how they wanted me to get up to this ledge, but I did get here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that's not necessarily like a super satisfying feeling. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we're just like, Oh, like I sort of janked my way up here. Like, I don't think I was supposed to do it like that, but, I couldn't figure out how I was supposed to do it. So here we are, you know, um, but I, I guess that sort of brings to the other thing that I'm saying is an issue. Uh, technically this game is a mess. This game is, is not like, like I remember that the first game did not release in a particularly solid state in terms of like, uh, uh, it's, uh, what's the word for that? Like performance, this game is is also just riddled with bugs. I mean, visual bugs. I'm, I do you know you don't have like screen tearing, mm-hmm. like where the top half of the frame is different than the bottom half of the frame for like a second. Like that is like every single place you look. I'm playing on the performance mode, by the way. Um, I, I you rarely hit that smooth sixty FPS. Like anytime it, it, anytime you get into these like small set pieces where like the scene is like really small and you can tell that nothing else is loaded. Like then the frame rate gets stable, but for the most part it's probably around like 40, uh, FPS, uh, and when you get to any of the more open areas, like it just chugs, um, and like textures aren't loaded in and like all that sort of stuff. Um, and then you'll also get things like in cutscenes, it'll drop to like 20 FPS and you'll have these like, moments that there was a there was a boss fight at the beginning of the game that is one of those like wow moments uh and it resolved for me in like 15 frames a second and it was this moment that makes you go like wow that was a moment and i was like i was like wow that felt like (laughs) that felt like i was worried if you were gonna crash yeah (laughs) you know what i mean uh which is disappointing because 
EA has the has the ability to make this right. They like the funds. This game isn't like underfunded. Do you know what I mean? This is a Star Wars game from one of the biggest publishers in the world, uh, by by a seasoned team of of developers. Like this, in my opinion, is not really acceptable. Um, they have addressed. I mean, for people who have it early, saying like, "Hey, you know, that there are going to be some bug fixes and, and stuff like that." But I think overall performance just isn't very good, and and like I think that's an issue. I'm playing again. I'm playing on PS5 on performance mode. I, I had to look when I first started because I was like, "Am I in the visual mode?" Because I shouldn't be. Did like, you I should try be visual the- mode? How was that? Uh, I st- uh, uh, I don't think I did. The game's like <laughs> LOL. Good, good, yeah. good one. <laughs> Again, you know, okay, I'm not trying to talk shit on this game. Its performance isn't great. And again, who knows? Maybe it's going to be perfect by the time the video game comes out. But the first time that I got control of Cal, I did get a hard crash to the, the menu of the PlayStation 5. Uh, I mean, so, that's... Like, it was, it was like literally like, all right, here we go. Lightsaber up oh, and... Yeah, I got to say, uh, you said the the original game uh, was at least released in not a great state. Like, even to this day, it's like has a ton of those technical issues um, yeah. throughout it. Um, one of my favorites is when you don't have your lightsaber on anymore, but it's still on when it's on your belt. Yeah, so your like lightsaber awesome. will just be like dangling off dragging your belt and stuff floor. like that, dragging on the floor, like just a ton of like little stuff like that. Um, nothing that I would say is like makes the game broken, but it definitely breaks immersion consistently, specifically in cutscenes um, for me. Um, and that's why I think yeah, that's the big thing. That's the thing. Also, it does a thing where like every time that uh, you've seen this in every fucking triple A game that happens where the camera angle will shift and none of the characters will be loaded in and then boom, they'll all show yeah. up yeah. and then for like a second and then like the camera angle will shift and the same thing. And it's just like, oh gosh. And, and like to me, like good. I, games, this happens to games, but when it was a problem with your first game, a, a problem you, that it I'm, should be a priority. It should be yes. a priority because I guarantee you it hurt review scores because of its yes. release date and sounds like it's going to do it again which is an unfortunate unfortunate thing for the game but um overall you're still recommending this game or like if you are if you've been clamped if you were so excited when this game got announced play it like like there is some like if you're a diehard star wars fan play it there's some great star wars moments in it it is it is still good i think the first one is better but uh i think that it is still like a solid game to play i I don't think that you are gonna if you're if you loved the first one i don't think you're gonna be disappointed with this one i think you will notice those story things but you may also might not i don't know like i had a lot of the feel we've talked about this maybe on the show we've had a lot of feelings about the way star wars plots have gone in the movies (laughs) and our feelings towards them. So who knows? There were movies that I thought were just terrible that people seem to love with their whole fucking heart. Um, so who knows? Are we, are, we Maybe, about, are we talking about, uh, last Jedi solo solo, a star Wars story. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I, w- I would not die in a hill for that. Uh, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's that sort of issue, right? Where like, I don't know, maybe people, this won't bother people. Maybe I'm completely alone in this. Um, but I will say that like, I have noticed those things. And I think that it is, it is to the detriment of the game. Um, I'll also say this. Uh, I know this game like gets that like souls like comparison because it's like the bonfire thing. You know what I mean? Like every time you rest, all the enemies respawn. And like when you get killed by an enemy, like you drop all your experience 
it feels a little out of place in this to be entirely honest with you. And like, I sort of had that feeling about the first one, but like, it feels a little out of place. Just like it doesn't, I don't know. Like it doesn't feel like that element of it is super well, like realized or anything like that. Because like in dark souls, like, you know, you get all this experience from enemies that you kill. And then when you die, it's like, Oh shit. Like I do need that. Whereas in this, like you will sometimes lose a skill point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, and it just, I, it won't commit to like, I really like letting you lose shit. I look at it. Like, it's like one of those things, like if you're in a map and you like clear it out and then you like, load out of the map and go back into the map and everyone's back there it's like why were they back there it just makes it a little bit make a little bit more sense why things come in and out or at least it like makes you control when characters go in and out a little bit yeah, more yeah um and like yeah i i would say like yeah calling this a souls game just because things respawn at bonfires is like i don't think it's a souls game yeah, well I, but it's also got that like the experience stuff and then like you know, it is a little bit more challenging in its combat, but I don't think that like the experience stuff and the bonfire stuff like fits super well, especially since it seems like they're trying to go for maybe a more of a one of those like linear stories like uh, God of War, Last of Us type thing, as opposed to the first one, which felt like it did have those moments. But like once those moments were done, it was kind of like, and eh, now go explore the Metroidvania stuff. You know, Though I do have to say, I do wish God of War would respawn some enemies in it because once you cleared out that, those maps, sometimes just empty. it's just, just empty, empty and nothing happening in it. And, yeah. and I, I think it might've been more annoying than in star Wars sometimes, but like, it would have been nice to have that option. But yeah, I think I still go back to the comparing it to dark souls. It's the lightest of light dark souls kind of games. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, like, yeah, I would recommend this to anyone who is who loved the first one and wants more. Would you recommend it to me? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I mean, like, and that's the thing, too. Like, if you are a big Star Wars fan, like it doesn't get any bigger than this in terms of Star Wars video games. You know what I mean? Like, especially right now. Um, I was talking to Elena about this because she was also like she was sort of uh, watching me play th this weekend when I was working on it. Um, and she's like, I was taking a break. We were taking a walk. And she's like. Was the guy from Shameless in your video game? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. Uh, which, by the way, um, kind of a weak performance so far from him. Uh, but it, it might not be his fault necessarily. Uh, it might be a writing thing. Like I said, like I, I think his his motivations are kind of in conflict with like what he does. Yeah. <laughs> like in the game, you know. So I think it might be that. But um, I, I I sort of have noticed that as it's been going on. I'm like, oh, I don't. That was the take we went with, you know. Um. Facial hair. Did you decide to go with his facial hair or not? Oh my goodness. So yes. So I've got the short beard, the stubble going on okay. because I think that looks not good. Not the mutton all, chops. All men. I don't have mutton chops unlocked. I do have a mullet unlocked, but I have to, you have to know I'm playing this so that people can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have one save file where he has the mullet and one save file where he does not have the mullet, where he has hair that kind of looks like mine. Okay. And the one where he has the mullet is my save file where I, that is my practice yeah, run yeah. of all of the different levels. And the reason I have it like that is because I know that that's not the one yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to show to yeah, people. Yeah, it helps you remember. Call him Carolina Kestis. You can have a vest, no shirt, mullet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun uh, also the weapon customization is cool still and the bd the bd1 customization is really cool i don't it, was this a thing in the first one where you could slot in different parts for him or mm -hmm. was it just color no, customization it was just color customizations and then you would get the upgrades for him 
um, at the different tables that would be permanent. Yeah, no. So in this one, like you, uh, you can slot out different like pieces for him. To just, it's just custom. It's just like cosmetic stuff. Um, so you can like make him look kind of like an astromech droid. Um, you also uh, there's a cool setting um, where you can change how new something looks. So you can make him look like he just got off the factory line, or if he's oh, like ancient. I like um, that. Same with your same with your lightsaber. Um, the customization options for the lightsaber are just like so detailed and, and deep, and it's it's really good looking. Uh, you can also customize your blaster too, which I think is kind of cool. Um, yeah, the, the outfits I think are way better than in the first one because in the first one it was like there were like three outfits that you could wear underneath your ponchos, and then a thousand ponchos. Um, Don't knock. A and poncho. then also, no, the poncho is cool, but just like. Like this is every single like the, every single time you open a crate, it's like, wow, new poncho. I'm not going to wear, <laughs> you know, um, whereas uh, in this one also like you're not up, you're not changing what the mantis looks like, which I think is a is a decent trade off because it's like I never fucking see this thing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the ship. It's unrealistic. It is the ship. Um, yeah. Final question. Lightsaber color. Yeah. Uh, Like, what is that a question? Yeah. W- the one I have chosen. Yeah. So uh, my, the Calcast is in my fallen order save i gave him a yellow one okay because i was like you do not like like you are one of those sentinel like traveling jedi who needs to who who's like got that yellow saber it didn't feel right in this one so in in my junks my mullet save file he's got the yellow one <laughs> um and in my non-mullet one he's got uh the pale blue so okay. it's like that very like light blue from like uh, a new hope right. um yes that's that's what I went with. Uh, mine so is mine Star is Wars. orange. It's gonna be orange. Oh, yeah. it's a good pick. Yeah. It's a good pick. It's a very good pick. Star Wars. It's good. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, check it out. Um, maybe maybe take a look at how it perform. If you are a performance person, uh, I would say maybe take a look at how that is. Maybe look in the mirror. Maybe look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and ask yourself: Do you really need sixty frames per second in a game like this? I'd say yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I would say. I would say like the fact that it just can't get anything consistent is is really like a knock against it. Um, uh, But there you go. Um, Justin, do you want to talk about the news? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we we can. (laughs) We'll do. We'll do a quick, a very quick thing. I think we can talk about these pretty quickly. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Let's do it. The news. Uh, let's talk about Hi-Fi Rush very quickly here. Let's rush through um, it now. So Jeff Grubb said on uh, Game Mess Decides, which is, I think, one of his podcasts for Giant Bomb. I don't know. I have not uh, really stuck with that, them for a while. Um, he said uh, this. Based on what I heard, it just straight up didn't make the money it needed to make. I mean, it got good reviews. The buzz was good. So where do you put the blame for something like that? Is it the price? Was it the shadow drop? Could it have been sold more? Is it Game Pass? Um, so basically, he said this, that it was not as successful as um, as uh, Xbox had hoped for. Um, but was it Aaron Greenberg uh, said that yeah. um, responded to a tweet? Um, it was Aaron Greenberg. Yeah, VP. So basically, a, someone tweeted at him uh, saying. Or no, they didn't even tweet at him, did they? Uh they just quote tweeted something and he responded to this. So um, this person said, what exactly determines success for an Xbox game these day, th- these days? Hi-Fi Rush, um, A-F-A-I-K, which I think is as far as I know. 
um, has no physical version, no marketing, no multiplayer. If Xbox is pressuring ZeniMax to deliver sales on its games, maybe it shouldn't have put so much emphasis on Game Pass. What's the goal here? And so Aaron Greenberg responded. Aaron Greenberg, by the way, is the uh, vice president of Xbox Games Marketing uh, for Microsoft. He said... Uh, High Fi Rush was a breakout hit for us and our players in all key measurements and expectations. We couldn't be happier with what the team at Tango Gameworks delivered with this surprise release. Um, so Xbox is saying, no, this is this game did well. Jeff Grubb is saying, I've heard that um, this game did not do well. And then Jeff Grubb sort of had a response. Uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but just saying like, huh, interesting that that's what you're saying publicly because that's not what you're saying. Um, behind closed doors um what do you think about this um aaron greenberg is the vp of marketing peter what is the vp of marketing gonna do for xbox he's gonna say yeah it's great yeah um now granted i don't care what xbox said internally about like these are the sales numbers we want to get with this part of thinking of hi-fi rush is not about straight sales right it's about adding value to game pass i think it's a success for adding value to Game Pass. But I've said this from the very beginning with Game Pass. I think it's awesome. I have no idea how it financially makes sense. Yes, you lock people into subscription services, but at a certain point, the more you shell out for these other companies, the more you are going to have to pay companies to put things on Game Pass, the less mm-hmm. it, the numbers make sense in my head. I am a very small brain when it comes to math, I guess. But like to me, this makes sense. Is I, I don't hear I don't hear what the VP of marketing saying is an issue. I don't necessarily think what Jeff Grubb is saying is an, is an issue or uh, out of the realm of what I'd expect. I think this is going to be a constant thing. And I think when other companies like uh, Nintendo or Sony look at coming up with a competitor to Game Pass, I'm sure they're looking at the numbers and they're like, well, I don't know. I don't think necessarily getting more subscribers is what we want to do right now. Maybe long term, this is still the best thing for Xbox, but I can't imagine this is good for sales numbers for video games. Yeah, it's it's tough to know. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? About like in terms of being like for game sales, like so a game like Hi Fi Rush, I imagine didn't sell great. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like why would it? Because it just makes more sense to just well, just get Game Pass and you get Hi Fi Rush and every other game that's ever been released. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but uh, uh, like, I-, I think that if it is true that Xbox is disappointed with its sales then the company needs to reevaluate the way it sets expectations for the games that it publishes. Right. Because like I could have told, I mean, and you know, there's smarter people than me fucking working for Xbox is, you know, business analytics stuff. But like, I could have told you that this game was not going to sell well yeah. because it's coming out on game pass. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, you know, like, like that's, I think pretty much a given. So if it is true that they are upset with how well it's sold, um, or, or saying like, this was not a success. Right. Then I think that it is, um, worth their while to reevaluate what success means for them because it, it, I mean, it is so successful, right? <laughs> like in terms of being a, um, in, in terms of being a, like, um, everyone was talking about it. It received excellent reviews. Um, I, I don't remember what the numbers were, but I feel like they had talked about like, Hey, you know, we got, uh, you know, like like the, the downloads for this were like off the charts for you know what the first for January when it came out and, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think that it's all about just trying to figure out like what you need to understand, what you need to think about the success of these games. I mean, and I, I say this, uh, this is my 
right now, having not played a lot of the big games that came out still, this is probably my game of the year. Like, good game. Excellent. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. So could not. I I think it is one of those like, holy shit, what a perfect, perfect little darling. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. So so it'll be interesting to see like what sort of precedent this might set moving forward and and how Xbox goes about looking at success because they can't just look at sales numbers to say like this was good or this was bad, you know, and then it's also tough to even say like, okay, well, you know, this game brought X amount of subscribers to Game Pass because first of all, how do they know that (laughs) the people are are signing up exclusively for Hi-Fi Rush? And second of all, I didn't sign up for Game Pass for Hi-Fi Rush because I have Game Pass. Right, 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 right. Um, maybe maybe they just need to do a survey. Hey, fill the, fill out this survey. What kind of games did you play this month? You know what I mean. Yeah. What kind of games did you did you whatever? Do you but, like Hi Fi Rush? Yes or no? <laughs> yes, yes. I uh, I've devoted my life to being a Hi Fi Rush um, tribute life. Not a waste. So not yeah, a waste. Peter Peter is Peter is gone. Hi Fi Rush tribute. The man is alive. <laughs> um, one more Star Wars thing, real quick. Apparently, Battlefront Three was like ninety nine percent done, according to former developers of the game. Um, is is this? I, I never understood. Is this Star Wars Battlefront Three? By oh yes, the original yeah, Star Wars. So this Battlefront is this 3 is like supposed to come out in like two thousand eight. Yes. Um, so he so this person uh was a development so uh responding to like one of those quote tweet things uh like sort of engagement post that says all right hashtag game dev, dev folks what's your one that got away it can be an ip you wanted to work on a studio you wanted to work for anything of the sort um and then this guy mark michael barclay um who's a lead designer for naughty dog and apparently used to work on uh, we used to work with uh, Free Radical uh, on Star Wars Battlefront 3 said I feel like it's been long enough now to come out and say that Star Wars Battlefront 3 was going to be legit incredible and the fact that it got cancelled two yards from the finish line is an absolute crime gamers don't know what they were robbed of Um, so yeah I don't know like I really I have wonderful memories of Star Wars uh, Battlefront 2 specifically on the PlayStation 2 but um, who knows who knows what what yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things like the I mean, the problem with the game was it was probably um, th- there's a whole uh, article here on IGN. Was it IGN? Yeah, by Cat yep. Bailey. Um, and one of the quotes in the article uh, that I thought is quite interesting in terms of like what this this is Um the this 99% complete stuff is just bullshit the former employee said he said a generous estimate would be 75% of a mediocre game <laughs> yeah so like how bad was it that they canceled a mediocre game uh, granted it wasn't if it, even if it was 75% game uh, done like it was just their choice like we can't have mediocre star wars properties out there like i don't know it just it just feels like you got to look from the comp- the bigger company. They don't want to hurt the brand, but from the people who made that game and put that time in it, that's awfully sad that it just never got released in whatever state it was. But yeah, and, and it also like it happened to fall in like a tough time for like Star Wars as a franchise because like immediately afterwards, like Lucas Arts got shut down by Disney. You know, so like if it was having difficulties and say, if they were saying, okay, we're going to need a little bit more money to make this work. And Disney's looking at like, how are we going to go forward with these companies and whatever? Just like, ah, we're going to shut that down. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, bye. You know, um, but hey, at least we got Star Wars Battlefront and Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, no problems with those games. 
Uh, I will say this him. Star Wars Battlefront 2 has had a redemption arc and is actually a very good game. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm just still saying there's still never any issues with those games. Nothing nope, they could work nope. through. Yeah. There were no there were no um controversies nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's it for the Star Wars corner here. Let's just very quickly here touch on the Indie World Showcase that they uh, that Nintendo put on this past week. Anything here tickle your fancy? For me, my answer my, for my money, not really. I didn't see much that that really uh, did much for me other than other than one game. And I'm curious if you can guess which one it is. Uh, it, it was it Maniko's Night Market. It was not Maniko's Night Market. Was it my time at Sand Rock? It was not my time at Sand. Was it Rift of the Necro Dancer? It was. Oh, okay. Rift good. of the Necro Dancer. I was going to keep r- running through the list until yeah. um, we got there. You you were excited by this. Um, I just like games about music. Fair, <laughs> I think fair Hi-Fi enough. Rush. I think Hi-Fi Rush um, sort of shows that. No, uh, I think Crypt of the Crypt of the Necro Dancer uh, is an okay game, and I thought that the Zelda spinoff that they did with that was also okay. Um, it, it, like they were they were fun enough but uh not games that i really like loved um rift of the necrodancer seems to be similarly like yeah this seems like it might be fun kind of a guitar hero sort of thing um where it's like you've got like the lanes that are like coming down the screen that you have to like you know push buttons in time with whatever um but it seems it seems like at least something interesting and like i feel like rhythm games um kind of died for a while there with like rock band and and guitar hero sort of like disappearing or at least not being what they were once um and so like have any time that there's a new spin on it whether it is something like hi-fi rush or if it's something like rift of the necro dancer here i am always interested to see well i mean what they have going on you you would know as someone growing up in the you know 2010s in high school that that's just you know the 2010s that's the era when rhythm died it was it here's the thing that happened. Call me maybe was the song of the summer in 2012. <laughs> we were all we were all riding off that Carly Rae Jepsen high as we were like who's this young, hot young starlet, right? <laughs> New to the scene, this Canadian woman fucking bringing the heat. And then a lot of video game companies saw like listened to, you know, Call me maybe and we're like we what are we doing here? We can't compete. We're trying to make we're trying to make art as good as this. And then you know, she obviously then in 2015 goes on to release her you know masterpiece magnum opus in my opinion emotion right and like they were like it's 2015 we can't we can't keep doing these guitar hero games these rock band games we're going under harmonics we're dead so i think harmonics got bought by <laughs> epic games but doesn't matter so you're blaming this on carly ray jempson uh not blaming i'm just saying that you know the queen cause and has effect. to eat. cause and effect yeah. the, you know like like the, the queen has to eat and so if she's going to eat she has to eat something um great right and so she's got to like you know eat guitar hero <laughs> peter 141 episodes have we ever talked about carly ray jepson on this podcast uh i don't think so but i could talk I know. about I, f- I feel like i feel like i'm, I'm impressed we got time. this far without you getting to, yeah. to that um, yeah she's i'm not kidding hey if you're listening to this right now i'm not kidding i know it's gonna it sounds like i'm kidding i know it sounds like i'm kidding Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion changed my life. <laughs> the, 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 not the song. The song's okay. But the, the, the album, the deluxe version especially, changed my life. It is, in my opinion, the perfect record. Wow. Wow. I rest my case. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Do you really? I have no idea. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite track of it? Emotion. Huh? Oh, really? You're, you're a fan of the third track? Yeah. 
Yep. Third track on, yeah. a, on it. Yep. Emotion. Is it third or is it the second? Hold on. You know, but emotions, it's a great song. I feel a lot of feelings when I, when I listen to that. Um, it is so good. It is so good, dude. Um, you were saying, Oh, it's the second track. Uh, <laughs> You were saying about this indie world? <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, real quick, in case anyone is listening and is like, hell yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen, what song is your favorite on here? I think it's Let's Get Lost. I think the bass line in it is very fun, and I think the chorus is catchy. I can't believe it wasn't a single. Anyway, you were saying. Oh, yeah, this indie world. Uh, not for me. Some good games on it. Um, just a, a quick thing. An update on Oxenfree 2, I believe that was their release date, right? They actually put a release yep. date to it, which July is, 12th. I think is a big deal. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the first game. I thought it was a little slow. Didn't really go anywhere. Um, yeah, agreed. But uh, another, People love it, though. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm, no, no shame on you if you like it. It just wasn't my thing. Um, yeah. Blasphemous 2 was an announcement trailer. Um, and Blasphemous was, uh, I guess it was like a, like a side-scrolling action game, right? Um, I if you if you press me on this, I would have said that this game came out in October 2022. <laughs> like I don't know when did the first one come out. Uh, Blasphemous for me, if you ask me what Blasphemous was, it would be like a game that came out in the late 90s that is like a, a cult classic. Um, sure, but it's not. It's a side-scrolling action game. Don't know when it came out. 2019 2019 okay, cool. <laughs> i was way off yeah um but the, a sequel to that and i know blasphemous was a pretty good game so according to people in reviews so blasphemous 2 might yeah. be good too um but yeah like you know nothing nothing stuck out to me i'm glad they had this i hope it got enough views uh for people to like it um and uh, there's a game about cats and quilts called i think I, quilts and that's cats gotta be like Calico. a hot thing right that's like like animal them up where you just like could, like wholesome animal games have gotta be like a big thing right now right like after like something like stray got such critical response for you know like we liked stray like i like stray uh, but i wouldn't say that it was like a particularly like um deep yeah. game you know what i yeah. mean um you gotta be careful with yeah, cat games there's a fine line between cozy and creepy that you know the cat lovers out there there might you gotta be careful your your sonic fans you mean sonic a cat uh, no, but Blaze is a cat, and Big is a cat. People love that Big and, the Cat. Uh, I'll tell you who people love, though. Blaze the Cat. You cannot Google Blaze the Cat unless you I'm want your Googling, fucking computer Googling. to explode with... First, I'm going on my school account, uh, Blaze the Cat. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going incognito, Blaze mm. the Cat. Mm. And then if you click images, oh. I'm going to just... Whoa! Yep. Literally, the second line for me, there is just some suspect material here. It, it took me the third line, but I do have my window scrunched over a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, like just people love this fucking cat. She was in Sonic '06. She was in Sonic, um, the one where Sonic's in jail. Mm -hmm. Um, what's that game? Forces, and she was in Sonic, uh, uh rush and sonic rush 2 mm -hmm. i think but peter um, i know love yes what i'm seeing about blaze the cat that's not love that's something else <laughs> it's more animalistic isn't it yeah it's a little uh, there are yeah okay i gotta exit because there are some know? fucking renders here that i <laughs> wish i didn't see um yeah no i think i think the cozy cat game blaze the cat uh, is, is big right now body pillow you are gonna regret searching this my man i promise you 
<laughs> you're gonna regret like the, the okay, the, by found. the way this is not gross this is not blaze the cap but i'm posting an image okay in All right. um or yeah that's what oh this pikachu long pikachu pokemon plush pillow doll yeah yeah, it's like a centipede, but it's a Pikachu. Yeah. So to me, that was the most disturbing thing I found on this. On this, but uh... well, I guess, I guess, like, I'm glad that that was as bad as it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that that was the worst thing. Oh no, there's still there's still what you think there is, but I, <laughs> I bet, <laughs> um, Justin, we've come to the end of our show. We need to stop, otherwise. <laughs> This is, this is too much for me. Um, thanks so much for uh, tuning in with us this week. Uh, sorry that it was a little news light, but a little Star Wars heavy. Uh, but I'm not actually apologizing. I'm just saying, like, if you were uh, if you didn't want to hear any of the Star Wars stuff, there just wasn't a lot of episode for you. Um, but I guess that means that you are having a good time right now. I assume because Star Wars is almost out by the time this episode comes out. Um, so hey, thanks so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Just a ra- ra- quick reminder to uh, hop into our Discord server. The link to that, again, is in the description of the episode. Um, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Dave Parker and like Jay Noel. Get that extra bonus episode every single week and have access to all the other bonus episodes that we've done so far. Uh, if not, all good. Follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod. Um, rate us on your podcast player of choice. That does uh, make me happy and helps us out. In, in getting seen by other people. Uh, Justin, am I forgetting anything here? You're not forgetting something, but a quick just uh, shout out. Um, kind of Funnies Barrett Courtney did a really good video essay on why Jedi Fallen Order is one of his favorite Star Wars properties um, and specifically oh, cool. spends a good time of it talking about why, Ke- why Cal is a really good character um, in Fallen Order. So um, I thought it was a really, really good job of breaking down that story. And it was also a good refresher about what happened in Fallen Order for those of you who might want to get into Jedi survivors without necessarily watching one of the many other videos that recap what happened in fallen order. So I recommend there is that video. A, at the beginning of Jedi fallen order when you first, or, or uh, Jedi survivor, when you started up, there was like a last time on kind of thing, oh, cool, cool, um, cool. but it, it doesn't like it. It's just general. Like yeah. it was like about what I remembered. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, yeah, that I'll have to check that out and yeah. watch it. Um, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Always remember old games are old. Bye. Bye.